Taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. Very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. The Sheila Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, End Time Watchwoman, Sheila Zelinsky. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Sheila Zelinsky Show for this Thursday, April 9th, 2015 edition. I have Clive and Bundy coming on the program very shortly, folks, but I have a very special guest dropping by the first half of the show. It is Coach Dave Daubenmeyer from Pass the Salt Ministries. I have worked with him before, and let me tell you, this man is no stranger to taking on the big boys. He has tackled some tough issues, and he's here to tell you about some exciting news. So, without further ado, my very good friend, Coach Dave Daubenmeyer, welcome to the program, sir. It's a pleasure. Golly, Sheila, thanks for having me on, and uh, for all of the naysayers that I come across the internet, as you do, those people, those trolls who come after me, yes, I am a real coach. I was a real coach. They always like to think that maybe that's just a title that I picked up, but I was actually a high school football coach for 30 years and got sued by the American Civil Liberties Union in 1997. That seems like forever ago now for having prayer with our football team here in a, in London, Ohio. And I went through a two-year battle with them, Sheila, for my God-given right to be able to pray, had a great awakening in my own life, a spiritual awakening in my own life, and a real historical awakening as far as uh, history, the Constitution, our God-given rights, all of that. So I've been on a manhunt for, for about 15 years now with Past Assault Ministries, trying to awaken and unify Christians in this battle against the God-haters. And uh, right now, they seem to be scoring a lot of points on us, Sheila, and we haven't been putting up much of a defense. No, we haven't been putting up much defense. And I guess the sad part of it is, is that this Indiana pizzeria thing has me thinking, Dave, is that really the best we can do as Christians across North America? I mean, we ought to be descending on D.C. like a swarm of mad locusts. But instead, it's crickets chirping in the pulpit about any of this. You know, when I think back in the day, those elected officials had to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I mean, it is stunning how the paradigm has shifted. Leaders today are absolutely just gutless, neutered steers. Well, it's, it's even worse than that, Sheila. You had to actually confess 
Christ, to be a, an elected official back in those days. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. Today, we have guys that are denying any relationship with Jesus who are getting elected to high offices. So, you know, again, we have to go back to look at our founding to know uh, how we got in the, this mess that we're in now. And, uh, you've, you, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. And I, I, I just can't believe, Sheila, that this great Christian nation is going to go down without a, with a whimper. We're just going to roll over and let them have us. And, and uh, I'm a guy 62 years old. I'm bound and determined to do something about that. Well, I'm bound and determined to do something about this situation, too. And that's what I love about you, Dave, is you have a backbone. You've been out there on the front lines, boots on the ground, actively making noise. And I really admire that about your ministry. And speaking of your ministry, there's a scripture in Matthew 5 there that talks about us being the salt of the earth. But it says if the salt loses its saltiness... How can it be made salty again? So, you know, in other words, it's no longer good for anything. I want you to talk about past the salt ministries and that word there, salt. It's significant. Well, I start. I started the ministry. It's based on Matthew chapter five, verse thirteen, where Jesus Himself said, "You are the salt of the earth." But if the salt loses his savor, it is henceforth good for nothing except to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. I find it interesting, Sheila, he didn't say we were the sugar, the earth, or the molasses, or the cotton candy. And when you look into salt and look into all the properties of salt, you know, it's a healing agent, it's a preservative, it uh, it changes the way things taste, it makes people, I mean, it's just a lot of, it regulates the body. And so when Jesus talked about that salt, he was saying, man, you guys, the salt of the earth, you're the ones who are going to regulate this entire world that you're currently occupying but for whatever reason, Sheila, we've withdrawn back inside the stained glass fortresses, and we're not interested in being salt of the, of the world anymore. We're not interested in that. We want to be uh, the sugar of the world and to let uh, withdraw from all political activism and re, re, uh, withdraw from standing up in the public square and declaring the, the oracles of God. We have withdrawn to that, and we've left the battlefield totally and completely to the children of Satan, the haters of God. And uh, to me, it's just not acceptable. She, I'm going to have two grandbabies. I'm going to have one here maybe in two weeks. I'm going to have another one in July. What kind of granddaddy doesn't stand up and fight for his children's future? And that's, that's really how serious I see this issue right now. Well, it is very serious, and that's the problem. I think we've got too many coach Christians and armchair patriots running around. And it's funny. I always thought it was fascinating. The famed 19th century revivalist, he was a major contributor to America's Second Great Awakening, Charles Finney. Not a fan of everything, but one of the things he said is, if there is a decay of conscience, Dave, the pulpit is responsible for it. The church is degenerate and worldly. The pulpit is responsible for it. That really seems to be the case. I mean, the land of the free is not only being pillaged and plundered and, you know, as you said, the home of the brave is spiraling out of control. But what's really disgusting is where is the church in all of this? Where is the church when they want to eviscerate our constitutional liberties and freedoms when it comes to privacy and security in our own homes, when it comes to self-determination, when it comes to the right to own property? Where has the church been in any of this? They've been in a cotton candy coma is what they've been in because they don't want to offend diabetic. anyone. Yeah, they're diabetic, Sheila. I, uh, yeah. uh, I'm a straight shooter. So, you know, I, I, I call them like I see them, and I, I, I'm as rough on our own team as I am on the others. And for the most part, uh, our pastors have become good for nothing. Now, Sheila, they may be okay in their churches. They may be okay behind the pulpit. They may have, be a good organizer. They may preach good messages. 
they may have some some redeeming qualities. But for the most part, once you step outside the church, those pastors are good for nothing. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've been actively involved with the Ken Hovind issue down in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, we can talk about that more later here, maybe. But Sheila, I know this. The pastors have been worthless. They're just worthless. I mean, there's, there, are a couple, there are a couple guys down there that are working hard, but they're worthless. They will not contend for the faith. They're afraid of what people are going to say about them. They're afraid that they're going to make Jesus look bad. And can I say this, Sheila? They are afraid they are going to damage the Christian yeah. brand. Or they might get targeted from the IRS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, Sheila, that's part of it. But I think more than anything, it's it's appearances. They're afraid Jesus is going to look bad. Well, you know, be- Dave, when I phoned a Pensacola, the top attorney there, and I asked him if he would take on the case, this is kind of when you and I were talking about legal defense. I actually phoned around Florida, and one of the top lawyers, this is his words, not mine, said, oh, the Kent Hoven case? No, that would be career suicide. His words. Mm. Well, we have an attorney down there, Sheila, that when we were trying to, maybe the same guy, he told us he wouldn't touch it for anything less than $300,000 because it was, it was career poison. He said political poison. You know, that that's amazing. But the issue, again, uh, Sheila, I'm releasing a commentary, commentary released today at newswithviews.com, uh, where I write every, uh, every Thursday, and I'm asking the question, where's our team? Where is our team, Sheila? I look at what just happened in Indianapolis where a very common sense uh, law was passed uh, regarding religious liberty. And the homosexuals came out in and, and droves and made Mike Pence bow. They got the NCAA behind them. They got Angie's List behind them. I just screamed and hollered, can somebody tell me why there are not 10,000 Christians on the steps of the state house demanding that Mike Pence hold firm in the protection of their religious liberty. It never entered their mind, Sheila. It never dawned on the uh, one of those prissy pastors standing in the pulpit that Christianity was under attack. And that same law that they were trying to put into place to protect those pastors is going to come back and bite them in the rear end. So I, I said, man, listen, we don't have a team. We don't have a team. We have got to put a team together because when the homosexuals find an issue like in Indianapolis, Indiana, they send out an email, they send out a tweet, they text each other, and they come in droves. You are so right, Dave, and it's really time for us to get mobilized, for us to get coordinated, for us to get united. Now, you have a plan for that. Tell us about that. I do have a plan, Sheila, and if I, if I can paint a picture for people, now, now listen, many of you don't know me, you can go to my website, coachdavelive.com, coachdavelive.com. Sheila, I've been in the battle for 15 years. I got arrested 10 years ago, 10 years ago this week, last week, for trying to take water to Terry Shivo, the woman they were starving to death down there, the handicapped woman. I've been actively involved on the streets, on the front lines of ministry. I'm not bragging. I'm building a little bit of history here. And I know that everywhere we go, boots on the ground is a problem. We never have enough people. In fact, here's what happens to us, Sheila. The enemy attacks, like we saw happen in Indiana. It's a punch in the gut to everybody. We fall back. We catch our breath. We get up two days later, say, isn't somebody supposed to do something? And by then, we've already lost because we weren't ready for the battle. What I think we need to do is we need to put together our own team. And I've been waiting for the pastors to do it, but they're not going to do it, Sheila. That's not the way they operate. So I said, Lord, I'm a coach. I'll, I'll be glad to put a team together. I just want people to send me a personal email. Now, Sheila, listen, this is my personal email. I will read it. I will respond. We just want people to email me and say, listen, coach, I want to be on that team. I want to make a difference. 
Count me in. Let, let me paint a picture now, folks. Here's what our team's going to look like. Let's say we build, I'm, I'm just throwing a number out, Sheila. Let's say we get 6,000 people who send me their email, email addresses. And we put them into a database. And all of a sudden, some battle breaks loose in pick a town, some, in Pensacola, Florida. And I send out an email that says, listen, hell is breaking loose in Pensacola, Florida. I'm on my way down there. Anybody who can join me, please come. And the rest of you who can't come, how about now you Air Force people, you motivate prayer, you get prayer going in the heavenlies for that action. Those of you who are the infantry, you start making phone calls, you start writing letters. And those of you who are on the SWAT team and can make it down to the front lines, I'm going down there now. Please come and join me. That's what we want this email list to be. We're not trying to form another organization. We're not trying to get them to donate money to us. We're not going to bombard them with all types of email messages. I get tired of it. But anybody at any time when when all hell breaks loose, they can email me, Coach, we need some help here in Oklahoma City. And bang, we sit out a blast and whoever's available to go, goes and becomes the boots on the ground. Others begin to pray. Others begin to... Sheila, doesn't that sound like a team? That's that's yes. what we want to be able to do. Folks, get a pen. Here's my email. Just send me an email at coach, like a football coach, C-O-A-C-H at P. T salt like pass the salt p t salt s a l t dot com coach at p t salt dot com say coach I'd like to be on your team we'll get in contact with you we're going to organize something and we are not going to be caught with our pants down not one more time Sheila when the enemy attacks godly causes all across this nation well I think the Kent Tovin case was actually a really interesting case because one of the things I found personally frustrating is and especially because Kent is behind bars so unless somebody really appoints an official spokesperson yeah I really am very thankful that you are organizing something here Dave you know it's the boots on the ground it's one thing to be connected on Facebook and connected by social media but isn't it cool to be connected with Christians in your very own community that are willing to stand up and also fight in brothers in arms, kind of? Not only that, Sheila, the scripture says that we are one body, but we are many members. And unfortunately, our churches do not teach us how to operate as a body. The pastor, he runs the whole show. He's the coach and the quarterback and the linebacker and the wide receiver and the punter and the extra point holder and the kicker. He does it all. That's not the way that a body is designed to operate, Sheila. And so the way that the body would operate, let's look at the, the, the thing down there with Ken Hoven on May 18th when he goes to trial. What if we have thousands of Christians across America directly, those who cannot go to Pensacola, directly pointing their guns in prayer at this Kent Hovind event. And at the same time, we have a thousand others who can't go, but they're writing letters and they're calling TV stations, radio stations, they're calling elected officials. And right. then you, we have a five, six hundred boots on the ground standing outside that courthouse. Sheila, that is a powerful, powerful team that will be a tough force for the enemy to be able to overcome. That's what I'm trying to put together. You know, I, I write, as I said, weekly and I produce videos. And I hear people all the time say, well, are you ever doing anything? I get tired of all the talking. Well, I'm tired of all the talking too. And yes, I do go and do things, but people don't come and maybe they don't come because they're not aware of it. So if we get this 
network, for lack of a better word, this email list together, we can help people personally engage while the battle is raging and won't be caught off guard anymore. It's important. The first 24 hours are really important, Sheila. Well, you know, Dave, Jesus said a phrase, and it always stands out to me. He didn't say, sit around and sing Kumbaya while Rome burns around you. He said, occupy until I come. It denotes a proactive action. There needs to be some action equated with it. And and I'm going to say something that I probably won't be too popular for, but quite frankly, Dave, Christians are, on the whole, gutless. And I think it's time for Christians to grab a backbone and stand up for what's right. Well, Jesus' own brother, Jude, wrote that we are to earnestly contend for the faith. Well, that's an action picture, isn't it, Sheila? Earnestly yes. contending for the faith. Our faith is under, it's under attack. Sheila, it's worse than that. The foundational principles of Western civilization are under attack like no time in the history of the world. Right now, when Sheila Zelensky is alive and Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer is alive, it's happening right now on our watch. We see homosexuals are trying to turn upside down the institution of marriage, and you can't find any organized Christian opposition to that. Sheila, we have got to show up on the field and contend for the faith. If we don't do that, we can't occupy. And to remain silent is to give our consent. And I'm not going to sit down and be quiet about it. I'm going to stand up and speak up. And I believe in your listening audience today, there are hundreds of thousands of people who feel just like I feel. Well, let's build an army. Let's build an army. It's not going to happen in your church. Rick Warren isn't going to do it. Joel Osteen isn't going to do it. Franklin Graham will speak out, but he's not going to do it. So I'm a coach. I'll do it. Come on, follow me. Let's go fight the enemy. Uh, when I met you in Montana, first of all, I have to say, I was really quite impressed with how when you engage people and you talk and you you really are gifted with a innate intrinsic ability to be able to kind of fire up people because I noticed that the crowd, I don't know how many, 1,300 people there were in Montana were just completely, the whole demeanor in the room changed after you got up. And I, I really thought, you know, this guy could lead people into battle. <laughs> so I thought it's very interesting. Some people have the ability to kind of rally the troops, so to speak. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I really saw that in you, Dave. And uh, I was just very impressed by what you said. And I'm also very impressed by the fact that you talk the talk your boots on the ground look at all the times that you've hit those towns and you've stood outside those abortion yep. clinics do yep, you see right. these pew cladded plebeians sitting there outside no they're not in front of an abortion clinic no. praying with those girls and talking to those girls about a life changing contending you know, for the faith right sheila contending, yes, contending for, for the, the faith, faith. First of all, thank you for the kind compliments. It's a gift. The Lord has given me this gift. I've always been an exhorter. I'm a coach, but now I'm a spirit-filled Christian coach with those same giftings that I can use for the Lord. And I believe that people are looking for someone to blow a trumpet. Sheila, I will never ask anybody to do something that I won't do. If they go, if they want to go stand on the street, I'll be there with them. If they, if I won't send them to an abortion clinic, if I won't go, I won't send them to Pensacola, Florida, if I won't go. And that builds great credibility. That's been my history. That's what I've done over the, over the past 
15 years of past assault ministries. We have been engaging the enemy at the gates of hell. Jesus said that he was going to build a church, Matthew 16, and the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. It seems to me that if there are gates and they're not going to prevail, that means somebody's on the outside trying to knock them down. That's That's what I think uh, Jude said when he spoke about earnestly contending for the faith. And Jesus said to occupy until he returned. It's an active action verb. And unfortunately, most of our Christianity has become sit on your ass on a pew. Sorry about that word. It's in the Bible. That just ain't getting it done. Faith without works is dead. You can sit in your church and you can praise the Lord all you want to, but if there's no corresponding action outside that building with your faith to those around you, if you are not the salt of the earth, if they are not impacted by you being there, then you are not the salt of the earth and you are not a witness to Jesus, which he said, witnesses into Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world. When I walk into a room, when Sheila Zelensky walks into a room, when a Christian walks into a room, the atmosphere should change. Unfortunately, we've got it backwards. We blend in. We're secret service Christians. Romans 1.16 <laughs> says, I'm not good. ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm not, and I'm looking for others who aren't as well. Well, amen. And I mean, I just, I guess sometimes I just laugh out of pure frustration, Dave, because we we blow the trumpet, we are watchers on the wall, we sound the alarm bells, and yet you just said it. Wow, was that ever powerful? Secret service Christians, and it is stunning. I, I don't know what it is, if it's a normalcy bias or cognitive dissonance or what this thing is, Dave, but Christians are just in a trance. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to, you know, I don't really want to. That is one thing I heard a lot during the Kent Hoven trial with people when I was trying to say, hey, can you bring them on the air? Can you talk to people? Oh, this is some kind of tax evasion. I don't want to get involved. Yeah, well, plus he's, let's say he was guilty, Sheila. He spent 101 months in jail. Come on, Al Sharpton owes four and a half million dollars. He was at the White House yesterday. Something is seriously amiss here. Seriously amiss, yeah. Yeah, so it's happening because of this passive Christianity. Sheila, if you read the Bible, you will not find a representation of the Jesus we see in the New Testament in our churches. You will not find that Jesus. And I'd love to do a sermon called You Serve the God You See. Now, Sheila, Matthew 16, 13, when Jesus is at the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and he says to the disciples, they've just done some street ministry, and he says to the disciples, who do men say that I am? In other words, these guys had been in town, and they'd been doing some ministry. And at that night, when they're all gathered around doing a deep debriefing, Jesus says, what are they saying about me, boys? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, or Jeremiah. Now, Sheila, if we just stop right there, is that the image we have of Jesus? If Jesus came walking into our church like John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah screaming righteousness, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, we would throw him out of our churches. He wouldn't be welcome in our church. But Sheila, that's him. That's that's the purveyor of this Christian religion that we follow. He is the leader. He is the one who laid down his life. And we now are masquerading as a different, complete form of Christianity than what you'll find in that New Testament. Well, I think this is really part of the end time remnant roundup, really, Dave, because I think that God is advancing his kingdom. 
I, I said in a program the other day, we were talking about Islam, and I said, ISIS should be f- afraid of us. It should be. I mean, the devil knows he's defeated more than most Christians, Dave. Jesus didn't say, I give you a little bit of authority. He said, I gave you all the authority over the enemy. But one of the exciting things is in this Kent Hovind case, now he goes back to trial May 18th, and you did a little bit of legwork on this, and now there is an organization that's really going to kind of pick up the torch here. Talk to our listeners about what's happening with the Kent Hovind Legal Defense Fund. Yeah, and Sheila, thank you for you. Get, you gave me the lead on it. We we were able to contact a, a law firm, um, U.S. Justice Foundation, USJF.net. They're a public interest law firm like the ACLJ, except they're not as soft as these guys. These guys are not afraid of the IRS. They're not afraid of the government. And they have agreed to take the Kent Hovind case. Now, along with that, we have partnered with a, a law firm. that We rose, raised some money as a legal defense for Kent Hovind. About $5,000 we got, and uh, we made an agreement with usjusticefoundation.net that uh, we'll send them $5,000, and uh, they'll match that $5,000, and then they have hired a law firm, lawandfreedom.com, with uh, Herb Titus and William Olson. These are heavy hitters. <laughs> this is heavy hitters, and they are not right now, uh, Sheila, lawandfreedom.com is actively working uh, behind the scenes, going through every filing, every pleading that was done in the Hoven case to see if, in fact, the federal government has messed up. It's their belief that historically, when they deal with the federal government, they don't cross their T's and they don't dot their I's because nobody cares. Nobody looks over their shoulder. They make a ruling, and that's the way it is. And fortunately, in court, there are procedures that you must follow. So they're going to spend the next seven to ten days looking at every one of those pleadings, every one of those motions, every one of those filings to see if, in fact, they have done what was required of them. And they're very confident that they're going to punch a lot of holes in this case. And uh, their goal will be to make sure that this doesn't even go back to trial. But if it does go back to trial on May 18th, then the United States Justice Foundation will be the ones that will be representing them. So people want to give money, please go to freekenthovend.com. Dot com, freekenhoven.com. There's a donate button. Click on that and it will take you right to the U.S. Justice Foundation's website where the money can go to the defense of Kent Hoven. So, Sheila, I'm pretty proud. Uh, I, I Nothing wrong with a public defender, but I think we wanted something a little stronger than that fighting for our brother Kent Hoven. And, and the Lord's brought the, uh, two very powerful allies for us. And now we can sit back and uh, watch them go to work uh, with, within that legal system. Well, I just praise God for this because one of the things my intercessors and I prayed for in the last three weeks, we've specifically actually fasted and prayed for God to put together a dream team, kind of like O.J. Simpson on steroids, but but not shady. (laughs) So we found, well, I have to say it was just completely God ordained. It It was was all very, I had talked to Stuart Rhodes. I gave you some numbers. God is doing something in all this. I think the Kent Hovind case, I mean, we hear Rudy say this all the time. It's bigger than Kent Hovind. Well, Sheila, that's what's, that's what's propelled me to this, to capture these names because I've seen that battle down there. And I just know, Sheila, at the end of that trial, 
as more and more momentum began to build, we went from having about five people in the courtroom to the courtroom being packed where they had to turn people away. And I can tell you that those Christians in that courtroom made a difference. So I saw that and understand the importance of boots on the ground. And we want to be able to build an army that will be able to respond immediately when these things begin to happen all across America. So again, that wet, that email, Sheila, coach at ptsalt.com. Just send me, the, we're not going to bother you. We're not going to bug you for money. Just say, coach, I want to help. I want to be on that team. Coach at ptsalt.com. I personally will respond to it and we'll make sure that uh, you get connected with what, all the things that we're going to try to do. And again, freekenthoven.com if you want to support Dr. Dino's legal defense. Honestly, God works supernaturally here. And I really believe, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. There's no question about it. And giving is a kingdom principle. And I encourage you today, my goodness, think about yourself if you were locked up behind bars for almost 10 years, if you were being persecuted. You know what? It's not good enough just to go, oh, that's nice. Dave and Sheila are talking about. No, there's a due diligence for us to actually do what we can. And we're held accountable also for what we don't do. So I'm asking, I'm urging people today, everybody can do something. They can give up their Starbucks yep. for a couple of days. Yep, you know, can. this man has affected a lot of people. You can dig down deep, folks. And I want to see people donating to this legal defense fund because like I said this man has affected us all and if we won't rise up for Kent Hovind who will we rise up for Dave and we need a victory don't we Sheila can you imagine May 18th if it comes to that point yes. or before that if he wins he wins and he gets set free and we can say look what the Lord has done our team needs a victory so badly and uh, God will honor those who will step to the plate and, and fight fight on his behalf. Amen. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by the program. And again, folks, Dave Dobmeyer's information is linked there at WeekendVigilante.com. Sign up, folks. Sign up on Coach Dave's team. Dave, I just want to say I thank God for putting this in your heart because God gave me this remnant roundup thing. I think we're sort of on the same page. I think God is rounding up his end time people that are going to do what the Lord says. If the Lord sends them out, remember Abraham said, Lord, can you find 10 people? I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't find two people to go to Pensacola. But we're going to, aren't we, Sheila? We're yes, going amen. To. We, we will are. not be caught with our pants down the next time around. Yes, amen. Dave, thank you so much for stopping by the program. God bless you. God bless what you do. Join Coach's team and please donate. Do what you can for the Kent Hoven Legal Fund at freekenthoven.com. The information is there. Folks, stick around. We'll be back with the last rancher standing, Clive and Bundy, back after the break. The Sheila Zielinski Show is sponsored by SteveQuayle.com, offering a wide variety of products, links, headlines, and information for the end times. Order Steve's new book, Little Creatures, by visiting SteveQuayle.com. Dare to discover, learn, prepare, and be amazed.